This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, inspirational stories, or announcements, please contact us at feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. First, a few announcements. At aviationcareerspodcast.com, of course, you can find the scholarships guide, career coaching, and various technical courses online. Don't forget to sign up for our email newsletter and visit the website often for special listener coupons. If you have any updates to the scholarships guide, there is something that we put out there just recently, and that is on the right side of the screen. Just click on Update the Scholarships Guide, or at the bottom of the Contacts page, you can do the same thing, Update the Scholarships Guide. What that'll do is bring you to a form. If you know of a scholarship that you want to add, you have a scholarship you want to add, if you want to update a scholarship that's online, maybe you found an error in the guide or you just found one that's changed and you found out about it, or if there's one that needs to be deleted, send us that form. You just need your email address and the website. If all you have is a website that we can go to or someone to call, uh, just put it out there. Say, add this to the guide. It would really help all of those people that are looking for scholarships out there. Well, today we are going to start with some questions from our listeners. We are actually finally into February. Uh, we're only a few months behind, so I'm pretty excited about that. We're having some, uh, I'm here in Lakeland, Florida, and we're having some really, really rainy days. So if you do hear some thunder in the background, that's because we are having some severe weather. Of course, we're in the studio today, not doing this outside. Oh, and by the way, uh, start looking at some more YouTube videos and uh, other things like from uh, Stuck Mike Avcast. We've been doing, start doing the question of the week again. Uh, finally got ourselves a video camera that works a lot better, and we're going to start putting out there some technical things. Some are more historical, you know, why is Plant City Airport called Plant City Airport? But other things out there that are really good that would interest you are things like uh, on a descend via clearance or on a descend, uh, or excuse me, on an arrival, on arrival, you see an asterisk next to an altitude. That's the next one we're going to answer. Uh, so that'll be out there on a video. I'll actually have a couple links to the Stuck Mike Avcast videos that are out there. And of course, uh, YouTube youtube.com slash stuckmikeavcast also youtube.com uh, slash expert aviator that was the uh, the blog that we had and also the youtube channel that we had uh, talking about all those things so we're gonna we're probably gonna start one also up with the aviation careers but it seems like most people are subscribed to expert aviator so we're not really sure what we're gonna do there love to hear your feedback about that because it's just too many channels to look at i think uh anyway let's move on to our first question it says uh, carl first of all i want to thank you for what you do on your podcast i've been a listener of your show for two years now it's been very informative and inspirational quick background on me i have a passion for airplanes and aviation since I was a kid, never thought a career in aviation was possible growing up. So for college, I decided to press, or excuse me, pursue a degree in education to get into athletic coaching. My last semester of college, I was at home on break and saw an ad for a discovery flight for $50. I figured, why not? After the discovery flight, it brought back the passion I had since I was a kid and I wanted to be a pilot. So from there, I started taking lessons towards my private pilot's license with ambitions to get all my other ratings and fly professionally. I stopped for two years due to financial constraints and work obligations, then picked it back up again and soloed, but had to stop again due to financial reasons. 
I'm looking to move cities to attend a 141 school and save money by living with family. My question is this. Most of the scholarships and airline tuition reimbursement programs seem to be catered to students enrolled in a traditional four-year college aviation program. Is there any programs that you or your team know of that offer scholarships for reimbursement for people making a career change in aviation? I guess specifically to 141 schools that are non-four-year degrees. I looked all over the place, including your scholarships guide, which is a great resource, and I'll be keep looking as you update it, and I'm not having any luck. Really trying hard to think of ways to ease the financial burden of flight training, especially since I will be doing it on a teacher's salary. Keep doing what you're doing. I really enjoy the podcast. Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Um, one of the things about the scholarships guide you have to understand, and I've talked about this on many of the other podcast or scholarships in general they're mainly geared to the people that are teenagers up through 23 years old i get it but there's so many more that are being added and we're trying to refocus our efforts now on going after those people that want scholarships for specific ratings or for a career change or to actually add to their actual flying abilities. A good example, say you want to get uh, some type of uh, aerobatic training. We're going to try to get more scholarships for aerobatic training. If you notice, a lot of those people in the industry, a lot of those organizations out there are actually adding more and more scholarships. And those scholarships are being added for a couple of reasons. Number one, they want more people in aviation because we want more people to share aviation. We love flying. The other reason, too, is financial. It helps the industry. It helps with these organizations to have more people involved. Of course, more revenue comes into those nonprofit organizations. Those nonprofit organizations actually are full of employees, has a direct benefit to individuals. It also directly benefits those scholarships that are given away by those organizations because they're bringing in more money, which causes them to have more scholarships. It's just a win-win situation. It's really cool. But I will say this, you're going to see more of those coming up because they're starting to, I've been pounding the pavement for years on this one, and people are st- finally starting to listen, saying, hey, we really have a huge resource here of pilots and people that are potential pilots, but we're not focusing enough on them. Many times you'll see some of the uh, younger folks, they'll get scholarships and not even use them. Why not spread the wealth throughout the, the rest of the industry? Now, also, another thing that I'm campaigning right now for, and if you have somebody who has a scholarship, I suggest this. Try to make it a wider tent. I know some of these scholarships are incredibly specific to a certain area, a certain age group, etc. but the ones that are really successful and get the most applicants and also get the most money placed in there are the ones that are a broader range. In other words, instead of having a scholarship to a specific county, to a specific place, have a scholarship that's good throughout the United States if you're thinking of actually uh, putting a scholarship together or know somebody who is. Also, if you know somebody who's interested in putting a scholarship together, offering a scholarship, I can help them. We do that through our consulting business, and we will help them actually get the scholarship together. But most importantly, put them in a place where the most applicants will find it. Obviously, in our scholarships guide, we're going to include it. But the biggest thing, I feel, is getting out there with another big name, like a Women in Aviation, AOPA, EAA, that kind of thing. Now, to your question about the 141 programs and also the reimbursement, remember what's happening here is the reimbursements are happening, and even the monies that are given are given to those people that are going to specific airlines. So you're seeing that more and more. But with that said, 
you're also not seeing like specific ones for specific ratings within the 141 program. Normally what happens is you these scholarships are set up that uh, they come occasionally, either seasonally or once a year, and they're placed out there. And the scholarship will enable you to get, say, your instrument rating. Well, by the time you apply for the next scholarship, which is, say, for your commercial rating, et cetera, well, that one's already gone. So my my thing is if you're going to go to one of these 141 schools, a non-four-year degree, ask them about what any offerings they have scholarships-wise. A lot of them have scholarships that you can only use at their school, and, of course, that makes sense for them because it brings them business. But to get it totally paid for, not quite yet. Um, I know, I understand there's a lot of organizations overseas, a lot of airlines that do that have these cadet programs. With the cadet programs, though, a lot of times they're focused more on some of the younger folks. As far as the reimbursements you're talking about, you're talking about some of these bonus checks, too. I mean, the regionals are offering big bonus checks right now for just signing up. Uh, That's where your payoff is. So if you're going to go to one of these schools, I know there's loans out there that you can get. Many is aviation finance loans um, are expensive. And what do I mean by expensive? They're a high interest rate. You can go to your bank. You can get, and this is what's kind of interesting, you can get a loan to go on vacation easier than you can get a loan to get an education in in aviation that's going to actually provide you with income. I know it sounds weird, but what do I mean by that? Go ahead. Try to get a credit card. Look how easy it is. Get a credit card. You can charge whatever you want. You want to go get a rating that's going to cause you to make more money or put you in a career field that you want? That's going to be even tougher. So it's it's out there, the money, but just remember it can come at a cost, and the cost could be the high interest rates. And remember, a lot of those loans that aren't uh, actually geared towards a collegiate environment, well, those are going to cost you money because of the interest, and you can't defer those loans. So uh, again, I know it's a daunting task. I don't want to discourage you at all, but there are some out there. We keep researching those. They're more specific to specific ratings. In your case, you talked about trying to save money living with family while you're doing this. Maybe you should start thinking about doing 61. There's a lot of schools out there, the bigger schools that are quick programs that are not even 141. They're part 61. And those are the things you might want to start looking towards. And, uh, and network, 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 network. It's incredibly important to get out there and network. Talk to people about aviation. Ask them, do they know any organizations that are giving out grants and scholarships? And just keep moving forward with that. Also, if you find one, obviously, that we don't have or you have any, even if you don't know it's in the guide, just send us the information and say, hey, I found this scholarship. We'll put it in the scholarships guide. One of the reasons we made it so inexpensive is that's kind of our way of paying it forward. So with that said, another thing we've been doing, and I haven't actually put this out publicly. Probably this isn't the day I want to do it, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. One of the things I've been doing with the scholarships guide is I'm doing this pay it forward kind of thing. And what it is kind of thing, it is a thing. It's 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 pay it forward. In other words, say you've done well in your industry and you want to give back, uh, whether it's aviation, etc. What I've been doing is is offering to certain people, this is on a, a one-on-one basis, to maybe buy a couple scholarships. And it's called the pay it forward. Pay it forward is the actual coupon code. So what do you do? Say you want to give away 10 scholarships, guys, and they're five, they're, excuse me, that'd be $50. If you give us $50, that's that's going to be five scholarships, guys. So they will, the individuals will give us $50. We'll actually put out there five of those coupons at the Pay It Forward coupon. So once it hits five people have gotten it using that coupon, then it's gone. So my suggestion, by the way, 
and I haven't, I ha- we don't have any right now as of today, but tomorrow it could change, is whenever you get on and you look for the scholarships guide, look for the pay it forward coupon, use that coupon first, and it may say that uh, this coupon has expired, et cetera. That just do- means that there's not many left. I mean, if we had a, someone come up with $100, said here's $100, that's 10 scholarships guides that we can actually give away. Uh, we're, we're probably going to do this on a PayPal kind of a basis or something like that, uh, maybe in a shopping cart. But right now, it's all been on an individual basis. So uh, if you're interested, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. If you want to pay it forward, you want someone else to move forward in their career, this is a great way to do it because that $10 gets them one-year access with updates every month. We have a staff here, and we have someone that's become our scholarships expert, our newest one, the scholarships coordinator. She's doing a great job, and what we're trying to do is tell them to go out there and find those other scholarships, just like you were talking about. So anyway, great information out there. I appreciate the question. Um, and I, uh, another thing to think about, the thing I want to finish with with you as far as your 141 school is you might want to think like a hybrid approach. Keep working, pay for the ratings as you go. The 141, a lot of times, many of them, uh, most of them, you have to plunk down quite a bit of money when you get started. Uh, so you might want to think about possibly going the 61 approach using a 141 type of syllabus. Uh, and many of those 141 programs have both 61 and 141. So think a little bit about that. Of course, if you want to talk specifically about your situation, other situations, uh, you can go to aviationcareerspodcast.com, the coaching page. It's only $75 for uh, the first hour of coaching. Anyway, that's a great question. I'm glad you brought this up because I wanted to kind of talk about the pay it forward thing we're doing. And um, it's really that simple. Like I said, if, if you even send us a check at our contact page and say, hey, I want to pay it forward. Here's $10. Give somebody else a scholarship so they can move forward with their career. We'll go ahead and do that for you. I'm not sure if we're going to put a page for that. Most people want the anonymous, uh, but we may start doing a sponsor's page for that. I think it's just a great thing. People, have, I didn't come up with this idea. Someone else did. I thought it was a great idea, by the way. Awesome stuff. Anyway, on to the next question. It says, uh, hello all. First off, great program. You guys provide great inspiration to aspiring pilots. I just listened to your January 26th Brian Stokes interview. As a former Air Force enlisted guy, now Army Blackhawk pilot, I wanted to pass on some info onto him. He mentioned that his goal after the Forces to Flyers program is to end up at the regionals. I recently accepted a job offer with SkyWest through their Pilot Pathway program, and sounds like this would be perfect for him. The SkyWest Pilot Pathway Program allows you to begin building seniority up to two years before NDOC while you finish your pilot training. As a Southern California guy, they also have several domiciles on the West Coast. That's great for you. That's awesome. If I'm not mistaken, GoJet has a similar program. Point being, it's never too early to reach out to a prospective regional and start a dialogue with them, especially if your time in the airlines is limited. Anyway, just want to pass on some info that could be helpful to someone at the beginning of their journey. Keep up the good work, guys. Your podcasts give a lot of us uh, a lot of hope. Well, thanks so much. By the way, what you just said was an incredibly good point. Let's go back to this. You said this. You said it's never too late. Excuse me. It's never too early, never too early to reach out to a prospective regional and start a dialogue with them. I say this every single day during my coaching classes is that you should start today to reach out to some of those regional airlines. Like you said about the these programs, I'm not going to st- talk about one specifically. You know why? Because there's so many of them out there. Um, 
you can look out there and you can find all these different uh, places where you can get these type of uh, like internship programs. But it's really it's a pathway program, whatever you want to call it. It's terrific. I mean, you can start building seniority. I know other people out there with other airlines that are doing this right now. So start reaching out. Where's a good place to reach out? I'm a huge fan. I've become over the years, as you know, of LinkedIn. Why is that? Because that's where the recruiters hang out. They hang out on LinkedIn. When the recruiters try to get in touch with me, you know what they do? A lot of times they contact me on LinkedIn. If they want to send me a message and they want to tell me about a new program that, that, that they have, boom, they'll go right on to the LinkedIn page. Uh, we have thought about putting together maybe a guide as far as that's concerned, but it's a, that's a whole other job. And believe me, we are so caught up in the scholarships guide. But, but suffice it to say, get out there, start talking to these airlines. Uh, maybe we'll just put links to all the regional airlines on the website. It's pretty easy to find out there on the internet. It's just, there are, you're right, it's, it's never too early. Get out there, start gaining seniority. Even before you've gotten to INDOC, you've got a couple years in seniority. What does that mean? Everything's about seniority. What that means is that you may be eligible to upgrade to captain before you can even hold captain because you don't have the qualifications. You can't hold an ATP, et cetera. So this is a wonderful, wonderful way to build some time. So I think this is a, a terrific idea. So thanks. Thanks for that email. Thanks for your inspiration. Thanks for the story. I guess we don't mention it enough. There are a lot of these pathway programs. And uh, yeah, I'm going to start. Maybe I should maybe do that. I should start concentrating more on the specific regional airlines. We also don't want this all to be just about flying. uh, But there are so many other jobs out there. But I get it. Uh, You know, this is just something that takes many years to make it in this industry. You know, three to five years to get to where you want to go. Sometimes up to 10. But Definitely within five years, you'll make it to where you want to be in the airline industry. Anyway, thanks for that question. I do have time. Let's see. I have one more question here. Uh, It says, Carl, love your podcast. This email is twofold. Number one, I'm an instructional systems design professional for a multinational aerospace company. I've been in the role with my current employer for 11 years. Before that, I had other various jobs, most of them aviation-related, some not aviation-related. Uh, we go where the economy goes, right? And I, I get that, that's for sure. Uh, one of those jobs included consulting, the primary customer being GE aircraft engines. It all started with my first, quote-unquote, real job out of college, the U.S. Air Force. If I had roll it up in one ball of wax and put a work label on it, it would be trainer. For 25 years, I've been pretty much been a technical trainer, mostly in aviation-related topics. Often you speak of wanting to come on the podcast as a guest. So, yeah, if you think it'd be beneficial or informational for the audience, I'd be happy to do so. Yes, of course. Uh, Like you, I live in Central Florida. I go to Sun and Fun almost every year uh, at a minimum. I'd love to just come on and say hello sometime at the porch of Sun and Fun Radio or some other venue. Or if you think the input would be valuable listeners, drop me a line. I tell you what, I'm not just going to drop you a line. I'm going to tell everybody. There's a link on the website. It says how to be a guest on Aviation Careers Podcast. It's actually a little course. It teaches you how to become a – it's not that long. It's like seven to eight, ten minutes long. And it it tells you what we need to do to become a guest on the show. If you have an inspirational story or you know somebody that has one – could you send them that video link? If you you know somebody that's an in, in the industry, in anything, developing en- engines, et cetera, please send that along. I would, I'd really like to see that. Um, anyway, he continues on and uh, talks about you know, a lot about his uh, the career changers out there and the fact that um, there's many of those out there. One of the questions he has is this, is you know, why haven't they started like a kickstart program or a restart program uh, at the airlines? 
I know AOPA has been doing this, uh, the Rusty Pilots Program, to get people that are airline pilots back in aviation. I, I think that is really, really cool. But for people that are trying to replace an income, uh, say, of like $60,000 and not make, say, like 12000 a year, I get it. It's going to be tough to do, especially when you're starting off as a flight instructor uh, and you're not that busy. You could make that little. Um, a lot of people are making it in the 30s. But if you're you're making a say ninety thousand dollar job and you want to move on, there the way that you kickstart that many times I hate to say it is through through your own financing. There's not there are some other programs out there that but they're reimbursements after after you've gotten involved and after you're eligible for the airlines. And what is that? That's assigning bonuses. So we have started to see the needle move on that, and I think it's a great idea. Uh, as far as taking someone's soup to nuts, but there's really not much of that here in the U.S. A lot of these programs that are those programs where they start you off as like a cadet and then you move on to the major airline, a lot of those that are out there, you have to pay for it first. Uh, I know there's many different people, many different situations out there. And, of course, through the coaching program, we've talked a lot about that. We have people that have been doing a certain type of flying. Now they want to get into a different type of flying, say fixed wing, and all they have is is rotary. And how do I do that? How do I make that transition? We talk about that. Uh, people have been just flying gliders or been towing gliders, have no instrument time at all. How do I go about getting my qualifications to get to the airlines? There's so many situations out there. What do we call this? We call this a second career. The new term is called an encore career. This is this is somebody who's already had a full career and is moving on. The second career or career changer, it's a little different because you have a lot of years ahead of you. You're 50 years old. You've got a whole bunch of years ahead of you till 65. That's 15 years from now. And so you got a lot of time before you become, uh, you know, before you have to retire. And uh, you'll have a little time before you become an airline pilot. It's not a lot if you look at the number of hours you have sometimes and try to figure out what's the most efficient way to get to my ATP. That is what you need to think about. If you're thinking of changing careers, the one thing you have to think about, how do I get my ATP or my restricted ATP? Because now, remember, you have to have your ATP to work for an airline. Well, do you have to have the full ATP? No, you can have what's called the restricted ATP. And that restricts you from becoming a captain, etc. It used to be you had to be 23 years old and 1,500 hours, and the ATP was just for the airline captain. You used to be able to just be an airline pilot with a commercial pilot certificate. Now they realize, boy, you know, this restriction really is kind of hurting the airlines. It's also, in my opinion, in some cases, producing pilots that aren't as proficient instrument-wise because a lot of them are just flying, doing some stick and rudder flying, never flown instruments, getting into an airline environment, and it's all of a sudden, oh, my gosh, they can't pass the airline flying because you're flying IFR all the time. So, yes, you need to look at that. Look at the specific requirements for the restricted ATP. As a matter of fact, we're going to do another episode just on explaining the restricted ATP. I'm trying to put a little video together because I've even made this mistake. I did it with somebody recently coaching is that, you know, there's a part of the restricted ATP that allows you, as long as you have all the other requirements and you have 200 hours of cross country time, you can get your, your restricted ATP. Well, you know what? We sometimes, we don't hear that question. It's like, well, can I get my ATP? with not having the, the 500 hours cross-country. Well, yeah, you can, but you're getting your restricted ATP. And I understand um, 
please don't get mad at some of the other organizations that are out there that are giving that wrong information. It's just that it's sometimes in the way you word the question, you, you kind of sit there like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. It's just like a, a way you look at it is if you're 21 years old, you can get your restricted ATP. If you're 23 year old and you have all the requirements, you can get your ATP period and be a captain at an airline. So remember that the the thing that's happened with this restricted ATP and making people have the ATP, it's gotten a little more confusing. It was real simple before. You need your commercial license to become an airline pilot. You need your ATP to become an airline captain. Now they said you got to be an ATP to become an airline pilot. Oh, but now there's exceptions. We're going to allow you to have what's called a restricted airline transport pilot license. And that's kind of mucked up the worst a little bit in people's minds. But the way it goes, if you're in the military, come from the military, uh, you get 750 hours, you can get your restricted ATP. At 1,000 hours, if you've gone through a four-year program that's approved, a bachelor's, and it's approved. Or if it's a two-year program, an associate's, it's approved. You, it, it's 1250. It's 1,500 hours otherwise. So that's kind of in a nutshell. Also, you don't have to be 23. You can be 21. And there's some other exceptions, like I mentioned, with the 200 hours, if you have all the other requirements for the ATP, 200 hours of uh, cross-country time. Anyway, there's, there's, we're going to put that out there as, uh, or just discuss it in one of the future podcasts. But this is some really good stuff. I really appreciate that. I didn't get into everything he had on the on this email uh, that he sent in because I can actually have him on as a guest because I really want to talk a little bit more about you know what he did at, at GE, at General Electric with aircraft engines. And if you have somebody that's a, a flight attendant mechanic, somebody who works in management at an airline, I would love to have them on to talk more about their career and how they got started. But, you know, one of the most important things to do is if you're looking at getting money, uh, looking at scholarships, et cetera, and looking at other programs that might be out there that you don't know about, and I'm glad we brought some awareness through this podcast, is what you need to do is you need to get started today. Do something today to move forward in your career. Take one small step today. After this podcast is over, or if you're sitting at your desk and you're listening to this podcast Start clicking on the links in the podcast notes or start typing in, in the Google search. You know, what about these programs that are at the regional airlines? Go to LinkedIn, set up a profile, find all the regional airlines, reach out to them today. But I want you to do something. I want you to do something today to move forward in your career. We'll talk to you next episode and safe flying. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved.